Non-binary persons, ladies and gentlemen, all the ships at sea, the audio presentation you are about to enjoy discusses casinos and gambling. We strongly recommend that you do not gamble with money you cannot afford to lose or that is needed to pay bills. The past performances of our host is not indicative of anyone's future results. If you feel you have a gambling problem, please contact your local problem gambling hotline. If you do not have the number for a problem gambling hotline, Send an email to help at casinocombat.com. We will make sure you have the resources needed to get help. Names and dates have been altered to protect the innocent and the guilty. Some events unrelated to outcomes may be omitted in the interest of brevity and clarity. It's me, it's TRG, the Ramblin' Gambler. It's just a jump to the left and then a step to the right. Put your hands on your hips. You pull your knees in tight, but it's the pelvic thrust that really drives you insane. Let's do the time warp again. <laughs> Let's do the time warp again, indeed. It is the end of May 2022. Welcome to episode 91, the two-year Jubilee edition of our Casino Combat Podcast. That's right, I have now completed two years of doing and documenting Casino Combat with all of you. Apologies for the time warp. I did not necessarily intend at the end of April, to use my ability to change names and dates to protect the innocent and the guilty to move us forward 30 days in one episode. I didn't intend to jump from the end of April to the end of May all in one episode. It wasn't the plan, but things have been a bit crazy in Team TRG land. I will always be recorded live without a studio audience in the glorious Casino Combat Studios in Parts Unknown. However, we are in the process of relocating that studio a few miles down the road. Since I last spoke to you in episode 90, we have sold a house, packed up half of that house, put it in storage, and bought a new house that we are in the process of moving into. It has been a little insane. It, it absolutely does drive you just a bit crazy. It's a good crazy. We're having fun. Good things are happening. But that's why we have the Time Warp episode happening right here, right now. Through all of that, I have continued to work professionally, and I have continued to gamble professionally. I have kept on track for, with all of that. I have a lot to share with you today. First, we will do a questions my sons asked segment. I received two questions recently that I want to go over with all of you. Inner Circle member Virginia Casino Player Doug emailed to ask me about a new type of casino he has encountered, and I think you will be informed and educated by hearing my response. The other question is from a listener, and it asks about some of the math of gambling and if or how Casino Combat addresses that math. I'm also going to do a core concept segment today with you and share a new tool that we have made available for listeners on the CasinoCombat.com website. Finally, we will finish up with some time in the virtual VIP lounge to review our results for the month of May. We're going to do the month of May, and then we're going to look back a bit on a year's worth of results. I really think you are going to be blown away by what I have to share with you. Um, quite frankly, Mrs. TRG and I are a bit blown away by what's been going on this month, and we're going to cover all of that in, uh, in the virtual VIP lounge to wrap things up today. A pretty straightforward battle plan. VCPD's questions will take the place of discussing what is going on in the Casino Combat Galaxy, and Guardian and the Jet have not checked in, so let's get started with Questions My Sons Ask. <laughs> 
What? What? My sons ask questions about gambling, and listeners ask questions about gambling. We have a couple of great questions to talk about today. First up, VCPD writes, Hey, TRG. I was trying to wait until something definitive was announced concerning casino openings here in uh, Virginia before updating you and the Galaxy. Since that hasn't happened yet, here's what I know so far. The Hard Rock in Bristol has issue, was issued their license a few weeks ago. I was expecting the other casinos to be announced shortly thereafter, but as of today, no other licenses have been issued. The Rivers Casino in Portsmouth had a topping-off ceremony to celebrate the completion of all the steel framing on the building. During the event, they announced that construction was on schedule. However, the completion and opening dates remain vague. Sometime in 2023 seems to be all anyone will commit to. They will also ju- they also just held the first of five job fairs. The Headwaters Casino in Norfolk is waiting for their license to be issued before beginning construction. They do seem to be concerned that Rivers will open 12 to 18 months before them, so they are pushing for a temporary casino, but nothing has been decided yet. The Caesars Casino in Danville just delayed their opening to 2024 due to a combination of site preparation challenges and supply chain issues. <laughs> My comment, boy, that's a bummer. I was really looking forward to going down and visiting VCPD and checking out the Caesars that they're building there. So I guess that'll have to wait. He continues, It's taking its sweet sweet time, but I'm eventually looking forward to being the Galaxy's boots on the ground in Virginia. Now that I've rambled, <laughs> here's my question. Have you had any experience with historic horse racing machines? They look and act like regular slot machines, but instead of a random number generator, wins and losses are determined by the outcomes of randomly chosen historic horse races. Keep those two phrases in mind there, guys. Keep that keep that in your thought. Instead of a random number generator, wins and losses are determined by the outcomes of randomly chosen historic horse races. We're going to come back to that in just a minute. VCPD continues, there's an off-track betting site not too far from me with these machines. I've checked it out when when they first opened, but my lack of interest in horse racing and the location have kept me away. Recently, the territory I cover for work has changed and the location is now very convenient to visit. I'm considering trying out slot strategy El Numero Dos. I was just wondering if you or anyone you know has tried this strategy on these types of machines. As always, keep up the great work. VCPD. I'm going to give you everyone the response I gave to VCPD here in just a second. But the bottom line on all this, to put the to to put the answer at the beginning, not the end, or to give you the short answer before the long answer, it's still a random number generator. It's just randomly generating a number to pick a horse race, and then a horse. And then that tells the result of the spin. If the horse didn't win, you get no, win place show, you get nothing. It's still just random numbers. It's, it's not that different. A true slot machine, uh, whatever that means, slot machine, video lottery terminal, historic horse race, it still comes down to the machine generates some random numbers, usually three. Then it picks one of those three, and then it uses that number to determine how much you're going to get paid. This is basically the same process. So here's... Here's the longer answer. Here's the answer that, that I gave. I said, hi, VCPD. Apologies for the delay. Mrs. TRG and I are in the middle of a move, short distance, downsizing. In my very limited experience, when my state opened casinos, that all sounds pretty normal, except the added wrinkle of the supply chain issues. It takes time to recruit and train a workforce. And then that workforce needs to get through the licensing process, which is usually lengthy. We even had delays when a new governor decided that the state should get a bigger piece of the pie 
than we'd actually voted for as citizens. When the casinos initially refused the governor's demands, he used regulations and delayed permits and delayed openings until they gave in and agreed to a higher percentage of their revenue going to the state. I've been told that Louisville, Kentucky has a casino with historic horse racing machines. I have not had a chance to check that out. We have been informed that it is currently a very temporary casino as the state is trying through the courts to shut it down. So my take on historical horse racing machines is this, I guess. Random numbers, random numbers to pick a race to get a result shouldn't be that different from random numbers to get a result. It shouldn't matter. I'd look into what percentage of money wagered must be returned to the players. It's normally around 85%. Casinos can pay out more than that, but not less. As long as this casino has a similar requirement, the next step is a visit to see if they have machines that will pay out progressive jackpots on less than a max bet spin. This is usually on the machine or the wagering bar. Sometimes you have to dig into the rules icon to find this out. Also, there are some machines where you get progressives on all wagers, but the smaller bets have smaller progressives. Those are fine. Those will work also. In addition, there are machines where you can only win the progressive on wagers higher than the first two. Again, those seem to be fine. What slot tactic El Numero Dos does is look for a either either a quick payout at a low amount or a big payout at a higher amount. Machines you should look for. Any of the Wonder Woman's, Heidi's Beer House or Heidi and Hannah's Beer House, 88 Fortunes Diamond. Those can get pricey since they run from 88 cents to $8.88 a spin. Any of the Greek-themed machines, Zeus, Athena, Athena, Kronos. Any of the Hot Stuff machines, Hot Stuff with a Little Devil or a Panda or a Phoenix. Any of the Game of Thrones machines. There are plenty of others that meet the criteria, and I'm sure of that. Those are just a quick list off the top of my head. If you find machines that meet those criteria, I see no reason not to try things out. TRG. So there's the question. There's my response. Always appreciate Virginia Casino player Doug being in my corner, being on my side, being part of our squad, an active and involved inner circle member. He, he does a great job. And, and his patience, we've had, him on, we've had him on the podcast. You've heard him talk about things. His patience, the way he goes through the process of preparing and waiting until he's prepared to execute is, is something I really, truly admire. Our next question comes from listener Frank. Yes, Frank. Yes, Frank. At. Okay. Uh, Frank. Yes, Frank. And the email goes like this. Hi, TRG. I'm probably an outlier, but I really enjoy when you dig into the math of things related to gambling and games of chance. A lot of gambling books talk about variance. I never hear you mention positive and negative variance. Does Casino Combat account for variance, and if so, how? Thanks. Keep creating. Love what you do. Frank. Thanks for the question, Frank. Great question. We're going to dig into it. And I cheated a little bit on this one because of the move. I, I sent Frank a note and told him that I would let him know when episode 91 publishes, which I'm going to do, and that I would answer his question there. But I didn't, I didn't dig into his question in detail because it's a great question. And perhaps the reason I've never talked about variance is that everything I do comes from this bizarre quest I went on without necessarily realizing it, and the intent is to overcome, tame, and control variance. So here's what variance is, everybody. In a perfect world, if there were no variance, if, if, if zero variance existed in a game of chance, it would go like this on a roulette wheel. Red, black, red, black, red, black, red, black, red, black, 
And when that sequence of red-black had happened 18 times, there would be a green. And then we would go red-black, 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 and then green at the appropriate time. In blackjack, you would, or baccarat, you would have win-lose, 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 win-lose. That's no variance. Exactly what is expected of a 50-50 outcome is happening. Negative variance is when you lose more hands over a sequence of hands. Like, suppose you play 10 hands and you lose 8 of those 10 hands. That's negative variance. Something beyond a 50-50, significantly beyond a 50-50 result occurred. And, and it makes more sense to talk about over the course of 100 hands than 10 hands, but I'm just, I'm trying to give you the concept here. And positive variance would be just the opposite. If you win 8 of 10 hands, you're only expected to win 5. That would be no variance. So that's a positive variance. That's a variance in the favor of a player. So negative variance, more negative outcomes, more losing outcomes than the math indicates, positive variance, more winning outcomes than the math suggests. So that's what variance. For the most part, perfect variance will produce nothing for the most part, depending on your wagering strategy. But it rarely happens for any extended period of time, so it really doesn't matter. Now, if you catch perfect variance correctly with TRG Wagering System 1, if it's lose-win, you're fine. Because you're going to bet two units, TRG Wagering System 1, you're going to lose, you're going to bet two units, you're going to win, you're going to have a one-unit profit. Positive, uh, uh, Perfect variance with Casino Com with TRG Wagering System 1, that works great. If you catch the opposite side of that with TRG Wagering System 1, it's still going to fix itself. Because you're going to win one unit, then you're going to lose one unit, then you're going to bet two units, then you're going to win. So perfect variance with TRG Wagering System 1 works just fine. You're going to just make money constantly. With TRG Wagering System 2, always be grinding, it, it's built to take that and do nothing because always be grinding is built to just last at a table for extended periods of time. So if you get perfect variance, you're going to win one, lose one, win one, lose one, win one, lose. You're, you're just going to stay flat. You're never going to move into the progressive wagering part of the, the things, and you're never going to move into the regressive part of things because perfect variance, you're just going to sit there and earn tier credits. But as I said, it doesn't happen very often. Very seldomly do you have perfect variance. Maybe little small runs of time at any given game, but it's, but it's very, very seldom. So let's look at a more extreme example. Let's look at losing 8 of 10. Let's basically look at it as I lose 8 in a row. Well, TRG Wagering System 1, if you lose 3 in a row, max 4 in a row if you're following the system, you're done and out. Flip side. TRG Wagering System 1, you win eight in a row. Well, you're going to go quickly. You win two, go up by half, up by half, up by half, up by half. You're going to capture all that win. Casino combat techniques are built to take advantage of, and in some cases, seek out variance. TRG Wagering System 2, always be grinding. If you lose seven in a row, you've hit your negative exit point, and you're done with the table and you move on. And if that negative variance continues, it's not hurting you. And the negative variance that did occur, your system got you up off the table and out of the situation. And likewise, just as with TRG Wagering System 1, if you win seven in a row, you're going to quickly get to two and a half units, and you're going to win all the way through, and you're going to keep winning as long as the positive uh, variance occurs, and then you're going to walk away.
And we can play around with various combinations of this. If you know the wagering systems, you can look at for yourself then, okay, what if I win two, lose two, win two, lose two, win three, lose three, win three. You can play around with those. But the point is, to, to answer Frank, yes, Frank's question, yes, I've understood variance for a very, very long time. And because of an understanding of variance, I don't really talk about it because I've built all of this to address it, to deal with it. It, it's in the bones of everything I've talked about since episode one. And then what I want to throw in here is TRG Wagering System 3, the Meta Martingale, which is simply, if you don't recall, and we've talked about it a, very, a variety of times, but with the Meta Martingale, when you have those seven losses in a row, if that's what happened, and that happens again at the next table, then at the third table, you're going to double your buy-in and double your unit size for your wager, and that allows you, if you catch a quick set of positive variants, to get all your money back and to get your profit for the day and to wrap up and be done if you're gambling at a place where you can gamble on a regular basis. The Meta Martingale is really built around the idea that I might have unexpected negative variants on three tables in a row, four tables in a row. I might take multiple small losses or have multiple small wins because I win a little and then the negative variance hits. And the Meta Martingale, particularly combined with TRG Wagering System 2, just keeps increasing the stakes and looking for that little positive run of variance, that little bit of positive variance where very quickly, boom, 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 you win more than you should mathematically, and now you've got your money for the day. So... All of our casino combat techniques try to minimize negative variance and capitalize on positive variance and find that positive variance and turn it into a profit. Thank you very much for an excellent question. That was an excellent thing to talk about and look at. The Really the math deep, 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 so deep into the casino combat arsenal that I've neglected talking about it in the past. And that's on me. Great question, as I said. Next up on our battle plan, we have a new tool to discuss in the core concepts segment, and we're going to do that right now. The core concepts of casino combat are the foundational principles for beating the game of casino gambling. And yes, concepts and combat are, of course, spelled with a K. I've talked about the core concepts extensively. In fact, there's an entire playlist on the Casino Combat YouTube page called Boot Camp. Camp spelled with a K, of course. The link to the YouTube page and to all of our social media, our Instagram, our Facebook, all of that, our Twitter, are at the top of the page on the Casino Combat website. If you need to find us, uh, easy to find us. Uh, the, uh, the Atlantic City Empress remarked when I saw her a few weeks ago that she thinks it's really strange that Casino Combat is on Instagram and Twitter as at Gambler Ramblin', not as Casino Combat. And that's because of how we created the accounts and really a lack of knowledge about social media. And um, we kind of got that 
uh, a little twisted and a little backwards, but it is what it is. You can find us easily from the the main page of the Casino Combat website. Uh, As I said, Instagram and Twitter, we are at Gambler Ramblin. And if you go to the YouTube page, which is also linked there, and you find the Boot Camp playlist, the Boot Camp playlist reviews all of the core concepts of Casino Combat in a series of short, easy 10 to 15 minute lessons. I've also written a blog post that is on the website that fully explains the core concepts of Casino Combat. And now I'm realizing that I just stepped in it again because apparently there is some law or rule that says that if I mention social media, then I have to beg you for likes and shares and subscribes and hearts and stars and all of those things. So I have begged. I've now fulfilled my obligation to to all the creators out there by making sure I've begged you to like me in some fashion. And... <laughs> Now the important part to me, the important part to me is not the begging. The important part to me is thanking all of you who do those things. I do see it. We do see it. Billy with the great last name sees it. We appreciate all of you out there that we put something up and you do everything you can to help lift that, lift that up, reinforce that, make sure other people to see it. I really, truly, truly, truly appreciate the fact that over the course of a couple years that that begging has turned us into a squad has turned us into a group of people who do help each other who do lift each other up we we have become part of something and i didn't do that i am the conduit for that but i i didn't do that you all did that you all did that by finding what i talk about and finding value out of it and and trying to share that value with other people so i I cannot say thank you enough, and I'm going to try to say thank you a lot in this episode, but thank you very, very much. Because I've explained this in blog posts, and because I've explained this in on the YouTube channel in the Boot Camp playlist, I'm not going to revisit the core concepts today, and that isn't to minimize the core concepts. When it comes to these ideas, you should learn it, live it, know it, as a famous poet once said. You should be able to articulate and explain the core concepts to someone new to the topic of winning the game of casino gambling. You should internalize these. That's why they're there. They are foundational, which means they are your foundation. You need to know them. You need to understand them. I've provided the materials and the rest is up to you. But I want to continue to provide materials to support this idea. The core concepts are a plan for winning the game of casino gambling. And as such, I want to introduce to you today the first public version of the Casino Combat Casino Action Plan, or CAP. This is on the website in the FRED section. Fred is still alive and well. Fred still functions as a script that handles my emails, but Fred has also been upgraded and converted, and Fred now allows you to just go to the website, casinocombat.com slash Fred, and you can download all the materials we have. You can download ECE's flowcharts for the wagering systems. We've got some outtakes from interviews there, and we have CAP, the Casino Action Plan. And it's right there. And what I want to do now is I want to kind of talk about this tool. I want to kind of take you through it. So it's just a series of fill in the blank or circle the answer kinds of things. And it starts out with, I'm going to the casino for, and you that could be gambling, that could be entertainment, 
That could be a promotion. That could be food. Those could be a combination of things, right? I'm going to the casino for entertainment, a promotion, and food. Not going to gamble. I'm going to go down. I'm going to have brunch. I'm going to be part of a drawing. That's entertainment. And I'm going to pick up a handbag. That's what I intend to do. It could also be I'm going to the casino for gambling and a promotion. I do that almost every day. Almost every day, Monday through Friday, I go to my local casino. I go to gamble. I go to take their money. And I go for a promotion. They're giving away gift cards or free slot play or something else. And I'm there for those two things, gambling and the promotion. Next next thing on the casino action plan. If gambling... I will be gambling for, and we've talked about this in the past, I normally gamble for profit. That's normally the reason I'm going. But you should be clear, you should have a plan of what you are gambling for, because you could also be gambling for entertainment. You're literally knowing that you're just going to hang out with a friend, and you'd like to win, and you're going to employ some techniques, but you're not going full meta martingale. You just are going to have a good time, because that's what it is. I got an excellent example for this of this for you from past history. I don't know if I've ever shared this or not, but Mrs. TRG and I had been married a few years and uh, a college a college buddy, a college fraternity brother is getting ready to get married and he, in, he invites me to a bachelor party and the plan for the bachelor party is to have a barbecue and then go to a strip club. And then after we've had drinks at the barbecue and drinks at the strip club because an uncle is the designated driver and we have a party bus, then then we're going to the casino across the street from the strip club. And it's going to be Saturday night and the table limits are going to be high. And I lobbied hard. I said, guys, 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 let's let's do it the other way around. Let's do the barbecue. Let's have a couple drinks. And, and then let's go to the casino and let's gamble for an hour or two. And then let's go to the strip club. And that was vetoed because the strip club closed at 1 a.m. And the casino was open all night. So now I know that everything's going to be a sloppy mess, right? I know everything is going to be a sloppy mess. I know I'm going to be a sloppy mess. I mean, drinking at a barbecue followed by drinking at a strip club and strippers and people buying each other shots because it's a bachelor party and encouraging the, the groom-to-be to overconsume. It's it's just going to be sloppy. And then we're going to roll into the casino at after 1 a.m. and... Everybody there's going to be sloppy. It's going to be very difficult to help chaperone the bachelor and 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 stay with the group and do what the group wants to do and try to make a profit. It's not likely to happen. So if I was making out a casino action plan for that evening, it would be I will be gambling for entertainment. I'd like to win, but I may very well end up stuck at a roulette table with a drunk bachelor and and not have a very good chance to win. So it could be gambling for entertainment, could be gambling for education. If you're early in this process, you are gambling for a profit, but you are also gambling for an education. You are also gambling to learn if and how to do this. You could also be gambling for tier points. There are other reasons you could be gambling, and that's why this part of the form is here. We're not going to default to gambling for profit because there might be other region reasons. The wager, next part, the wagers I will be making are, because that's a key piece of this, correct? We talk in the core concepts about finding wagers with a house minimum advantage and then having a bankroll appropriate, a bankroll of money you can afford to lose and do not need to pay bills. 
and having a bankroll that supports the wagers you are choosing to make. So as part of our casino action plan, we are going to write down the wagers we intend to make. And if that's don't pass at craps, great. If that's red, black at roulette, great. If that's blackjack with the smallest house advantage, perfect. Are you going to be making the side bet? If you're going to be making the side bet, write it down. If you don't write it down, don't make the side bet. This is about discipline. This is about focus. This is about attacking the casino with a plan and then proving to yourself that you can stick to the plan. Next line on the form. When gambling, I will be using circle one, TRG one, TRG two, always be grinding, use six to win six. That's my crap strategy. If you're not going to just use always be grinding on the don't pass and other, because clearly I'm a firm believer that you can take what I talk about and you can scramble it and you can reassemble it and you can build something you like better. You know, if, if your name is uh, Frank, yes, Frank, you could have the FYF wagering system that you built that you think is better than mine. And that's very cool. And if you have, please email me and tell me about it. I, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love to hear what you've invented as yours. And, and, and maybe even try it out. I'd love to hear what you're doing. I always, I always say that, you know, you can, you can always email me and tell me that you took some of the stuff I talked about, but you put it together this way because you like that better. And this form gives you a place to write that down and, and document that. Next, I will circle one or will not. So I will or will not circle one be using the TRG3, the, the Meta Martingale. So then we say my starting unit size will be and a place for you to put that dollar amount. My bankroll will be. And then I have some suggestions. Uh, if you're using TRG1 and or TRG2, then it's 10 times the unit size times three. And if you're going to be using the Meta Martingale with either of those, we're going to be using TRG Wagering System 3. It's 10 times the unit size plus 20 times the unit size plus 40 times the unit size. My positive exit point for the table will be. My positive exit point for the building will be. My negative exit point for a table will be. My negative exit point for the building will be. You're going to write all those dollar amounts down. I will be accountable to someone or something by using, and then there's a space there for you to document how you will be accountable, whatever that method is that you're going to use. Notebook, app on your phone, emails to yourself, text messages to a significant other, whatever you're going to use, whatever your method of accountability is going to be, write it down. Put it on this form. Take that form with you until you get to the casino and park or until you get to the casino and, and uh, get off public transportation, I guess, or however you might get there. But take this with you. Take a pen with you. Once you finish up the second half of the form, because no, no military, and I'm not overly familiar with military, but I know some of the basics. No military makes a plan, goes and tries to execute that plan, and then goes, oh, and walks away, right? We have an after-action report. We have a follow-up where we look back at what we intended to do and how things went. So we also have an after-action section of the on the casino action plan. And it goes like this. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being perfect, how well was the plan being executed? I was talking with um, an old-time gambler, a gentleman much older than myself, and he said one of the toughest, toughest parts about being good 
at casino gambling. One of the toughest parts about being a winning casino gambler is you have to be nakedly honest with yourself. You have to be very careful that you are not lying to yourself, that you are not fooling yourself, that you are not making the negatives worse than they were, that you are not making the positives better than they were, and that you're looking at negatives and positives realistically. So you need to say, I laid out my plan. How well did I execute? Did you leave at your positive exit point for the table or the building? Or did you keep playing and try to get more? Did you leave at your negative exit point? Or did you go to the ATM for for money you did not intend to gamble and gamble some more trying to get things back? Were you accountable? Were you not? Did you do the things you said you were going to do? Did you make the wagers you said you were going to make? Or did you get desperate partway through and start dropping money on a side bet trying to get it to pay off for you? Did you get things not going your way on the craps table and suddenly you're betting um, hop nine to get bigger payouts to try to fix what you lost? Be nakedly honest with yourself on a scale of one to ten. How did you do? How much money was won or lost? If money was lost, why? What should or could have been done differently, good or bad? So it's a chance then at the end of the uh, at the end of the form in the after action report to document everything to review what you did to make some notes. Now I've kind of got all this built into place, right? I I know particularly on a daily basis that that I'm going to go execute the same way. But particularly if you're just starting out, particularly if you're really trying to be serious about this and and do this to make money, then fill these out. Write these down. Create a folder or a binder or a file or a whatever and file them away. This can be another form of your accountability. You can end up with a binder or a notebook or whatever it is with a whole stack of these plans dated if you need to with your notes in the margins and then you can look back over a period of time at how you've done. And that's why I've created this. I've created this so that you have a way to use this as a tool to tighten up what you do, to understand what you're doing, to have some control of what you're doing, and to make sure that you, before you go, lay out. You want to put as many decisions about gambling outside the casino as possible. You want to make choices as many. You can never perfectly do this, right? You got to pick the table in the casino. You got to pick the dealer in the casino. You've got to decide if the people around you are being jerks and they're creating negative emotions and you need to leave. You have to decide how long to look at the fountain to take a break. You have to decide whether to have a drink or not have a drink or wait and have a drink at the end. Those are decisions you have to make in the building. But you can decide what wager, what wagering system, bankroll, unit size. You can decide positive and negative exits. You can decide all of that outside the building, and you should. And that's what the casino action plan is for. It is a tool for you to use to do that. And as I said, just jump on the website, go to the Fred section, download the form as a PDF, print as many as you like. That's what it's there for. I hope you find it helpful. And if you find some things you think should be added, let me know. Because if if it's a good idea for you, it's probably a good idea for someone else. And I'm happy to revise and expand the form and and add other good listener, listener ideas into that. All right, all right. Okay, let's finish up with a review of the month of May 2022 and a review of the second year of our Casino Combat podcast in the Virtual VIP Lounge. A little bit of the bubbly. 
Our lounge is open! Welcome to the Casino Combat Virtual VIP Lounge. We are decorated for the two-year jubilee today. Lots of balloons, lots of streamers. I've had a virtual champagne fountain installed, and I just opened a bottle of champagne that I'm going to enjoy in celebration today of two years of Casino Combat podcast episodes. Two years of me being out there using the Casino Combat arsenal and telling all of you about those results, sharing all of those observations, and that is what I'm going to do today. I want to use this time that we have together to do three things. First, I do have some observations and experiences from a month of gambling that I want to share with you. I'm going to hit those high notes. Day by day is going to be pointless here, everybody. Almost all of my gambling, except a little quick trip at the end with Mrs. TRG for an overnight, almost all of my gambling was simply in and around my in and around my home, and, and it was very business-like. I had a lot going on, as I'm sure you can imagine, but I, I want to assure you that I was in one or more casinos at least five days a week, every week, for the entire month of May 2022. And, I, and as I said, I'm not going to go through that. I'm not going to go. I got a parking comp on the first day of May. And then I got a gift card. And I got some free slot play. And the next day I got. And the next day I got. And I'm not going to do that. And I'm not going to do the whole day's pay each day thing. You know, quite frankly, let me give you the. Let me just. Let me just hit you with the headline right here, right now. I had one losing visit. Had one visit where I went all the way to, to tier three of of the Meta Martingale using TRG wagering system two. I got all the way there and I lost. And otherwise, every single day I won a day's pay or more. Every single visit, everything performed exactly as expected. I won money every day. I got free stuff almost every day. I got tier points almost every day. In fact, and I'm going to tell you a bit more about it here in a minute. But in fact. I got so many tier points that I got to the fourth level, uh, the fourth tier of my local casino's reward system, uh, a tier that has almost zero value. Their reward system is pretty much garbage. Um, but I did get all the way to, uh, to the fourth, to the fourth tier. And uh, that could have some value. There's a possibility that I could then match that if I needed to at some point going forward, that I could match that with some other casino's reward system and get leveled up by using that accomplishment but other than that there's not a lot of value in the fourth tier but I did get there because I just did so much gambling on so many days in fact let me tell you about that story one of our casino wisdoms is to have allies and uh, so I sit down at a blackjack table and I give them my money to buy in and I give them my players card and uh, you know uh, Captain Courageous uh, the pit boss comes over, grabs the card, and kind of throws it at me and sighs and rolls his eyes. And he's just playing. He's just fake angry. He goes, if you don't think that after all this time, TRG, I know your name and know how to put you in the system without that card, I'm just going to rate you way, way, way lower than you're actually playing. And I said, now, Captain Courageous, come on, man. You got to help me out. Today is 10 times tier credits, and I, I need every point I can get. Well, at that point, he's done joking around. He goes, you don't need to worry, TRG. You do not need to worry at all. You can sit here and play the table minimum every four hands, and I will rate you as if you are betting a whole lot more 
and playing every single hand. I am always going to exaggerate your play because I want to help you squeeze every possible benefit out of this place that I can't stand. (laughs) Captain Courageous is very, very good at his job. He's a very good dude. He always has a smile. He always has a joke. And I think being a pit boss has maybe... uh, worn him down a little bit over the years. I don't think he, like myself, like Gabriel, I don't think he's super happy that uh, his employer left the Caesars family of companies and became, became kind of its own standalone little island. But it illustrates the point. Fun little thing that happened this month, but it also illustrates the point. Captain Courageous is an ally. He is someone that is looking out for me, and he's on the inside, and he has his own reasons, and he also knows exactly what I do. He knows I win more often than I lose, and he is happy to help me and give me every additional little benefit he can because in my mind or in his mind, he's getting back at his bosses. Kind of a funny little dynamic, but but I appreciated that conversation with Captain Courageous. I really did. As I said, he's a good dude. Just a couple just a couple other little things that happened that 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 stood out. I've told you that near one of my clients there is a slot parlor. Uh, they call it a racino that has a horse track there, but there's a slot parlor that's part of the M- MGM brand, and they also have a gas station. So I stopped by there, played some free slot play, played some slot play using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos, and won a little money, and I needed gas, and so it's like, okay, given where gas prices are, given how ridiculously expensive gas is right now, it's like, oh, I might as well use my five cents a gallon discount with my player's card. And so I pull up the gas pump, put my player's card in the machine, and in the gas pump, and I realize that after I put in my pin and it gives me the discount on the gas, on the pump right there, it asks me if I want to comp my gas. We talk all the time about the fact that casinos give you an imaginary bank account, and into that imaginary bank account, based on your play, they put tax-free imaginary money because it's just it's income but it's only usable at their properties well i am thrilled because we did a bunch of gambling as you know in atlantic city at an mgm property the borgata recently we've got a fair amount of imaginary tax-free money available to us in our account and i don't want to use all of it for gasoline but it was really nice to comp myself a tank of gas from my casino gambling. Now, if that isn't real world, you know, I talk all the time about the comps being as valuable in some cases as the winnings. And then if we lose, it's okay if we got more out in value. Well, a tank of gas is with fake money is just about as good as it gets. And so I was thrilled to find out. In fact, I'm going to probably do a little more slot play at this MGM property now just to keep getting those, you know, if I take some of their money and they give me more free tax-free imaginary money to go with it, that's just a win-win-win-win all the way, all the way around. The last thing I want to do before we get into the actual results part of this is I want to talk about a couple gamblers that I met. Legit gamblers, not people who gamble but don't have a clue what they're doing. And and the first thing I met, the first person I met was a railroad auditor, and he's he uh, a former railroad auditor. He did accounting, he did auditing for a railroad for his career, and he was retired. Much older gentleman than I am. Certainly at a point where uh, in his life he he told me we talked for about a half hour. He bought me a drink. We talked for about a half hour, and in, the, in that span of time, he probably told me several stories two or three times. 
He's at, he's at that point of things. But he's also the one that told me that a good gambler and a successful gambler, a profitable gambler, has to be nakedly honest with themselves. He told me that. He told me a variety of other stories. And the whole time, he was telling me things I knew. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. You see, when someone tells you about gambling and about their gambling career and about what they won and about what comps they took and about how they did things and they were successful and that people don't understand how to be successful and it's the things I learned by myself without help and that then I now share with all of you, that is such incredible validation. It is just so... I. I, I I just thoroughly enjoyed my time talking with him. He was generous enough to buy me a drink. It was so great talking to somebody a good 20, 25 years older than me who had similar life experiences, similar results, and had learned the same hard truths that I've learned. He was, he was a wonderful person to talk to. I couldn't have enjoyed myself more. And then the other person I've gotten to know um, is, is someone whose podcast call sign is Kindred Spirit. And I met him, we were playing blackjack, and oh, I know what it was, we were playing blackjack, and I said, the the, the, the dealer asked me, you know, how things went, uh, how my trip to Atlantic City went. Hadn't seen me, we hadn't seen each other since I took my trip to Atlantic City, and dealer asked how my trip to Atlantic City went, I said, oh, it was great, it was a lot of fun, we won a lot of money, got to hang out with one of my listeners, and, and go to dinner, and, and hang out with them, and that's always fun to meet up with listeners, and, and so person I have not met at this point that I'm now calling Kindred Spirit says, your listeners? And I said, oh yeah, I, I do a podcast um, that, that teaches people how to be good at casino gambling and, and, and how to take advantage of the casino and, and some, some techniques for, for winning more than we lose and that kind of stuff. And he goes, oh really? Well, what's the name of the podcast? And so I, I gave him a business card for the podcast and he said, oh great, thanks. I'll, I'll, I'll listen a little bit. And I said, oh cool, great. That's, that's wonderful. Didn't think anything more about it. And like, a week and a half later, he sits down at the same table as me and goes, hey, how you doing? I, I've listened to some episodes of your podcast. That's that's actually pretty good stuff. And we, I said, thanks. I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad you, you found it useful. That's wonderful. And, and we played some together, and, and then we parted company, and I ran into him again right at the end of the month. I ran into him again about a week later as we were both walking through the casino, and he goes, hey, I, I know you're busy. I, I know you got a lot to do. Could I pick your brain a little bit? I got some questions. And I said, sure, of course. Yeah, ha happy to do that. And so we got talking some, and I'll get to his question in a minute, but we got talking some, and he was telling me about himself. He used to be a card counter, decided it wasn't worth the effort because he could just beat the game by doing a martingale. He had the, he had the, the, the bankroll for it, and it was easier. And so sometimes, and he goes, it happens once in a while. He goes, I get all the way to table max and I didn't win. And then I'm just done. And I just got to take the loss. He goes, but it's way easier than counting cards. It's profitable as or more often than counting cards. Because he goes, as you know, you can sometimes count cards and the count gets to a high positive number and you make your large bets, but you get 20 and the dealer gets 21. And I said, yep, I've been there. I've done that. He goes, so I, I just martingale. He goes, and I love to bet horses. He goes, I, I love to bet on horse racing. He goes, but I can't martingale there. And I went, oh. And so he proceeded to explain it, and this makes perfect sense. Now I, I got it once he explained it. He was addressing the idea that in racing, the house is just taking a rake of all the money wagered. It's just acting as the referee to make sure all wagers are paid and paid fairly. The house is basically 
holding all the gamblers' money and then paying the winners with the money the losers put up, and the house is taking a percentage of the action. And because the wagering is structured that way, what Kindred Spirit was pointing out to me is that if he's at a very small track on a slow Tuesday afternoon, and he martingales to the point where he drops four, five, six hundred dollars on the next race, the pool is now almost all his money. There aren't that many players there, and they aren't betting that much. So at a small track, he can't really martingale. So he has to pick his tracks in his days carefully to be able to use his system the way he wants to use it. And he, he was sharing that um, just, uh, just a few days earlier, Captain Courageous, coincidentally, the pit boss I was telling you about, had come up to him and said, you've been here two and a half hours. I have no idea how to rate you. You started at $25. You've been as high as $3,500. I, I don't know what to do with that. What's fair? And so Kindred Spirit said, yeah, I don't know. I don't get that big that often. He goes, yeah, maybe five, 600 bucks. And Captain Courageous being the great dude today, I told you he was, he goes, uh, I'm going to put you in at 1200 a hand. So what does that do, right? His free bets at this property are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars, much, much larger than my free bets. So he makes a point, and he was telling me this, he makes a point whether he really wants to do any gambling or not, he makes a point of getting in twice a week, sometimes just to have a beer and make his free bet on Baccarat or Roulette and enjoy his beer and leave because it's such a large sum of money that he doesn't want to skip out on. He doesn't want to let it go. You can kind of see why I'm calling this individual kindred spirit as a podcast call sign. He really is. We, we are cut from the same cloth. We are the same kind of guys. And so now let me get to his question because it, it is informative and it's, my answer is rather bold and provocative. He said to me, I've listened to some of your episodes. I haven't listened to all of them. I'm really intrigued. You clearly understand how the house advantage. Are you claiming you are overcoming the house advantage consistently? And I thought about it for a minute and I looked him right in the eye and I said, yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying that consistently over time, not every month, but most months, I am beating the house advantage by wagering systems and discipline and focus and a set of rules to operate by. And he goes, wow, that that's not exactly the answer I was expecting. I didn't expect you to claim that you can beat the house advantage. And I said, well, if the house advantage is small enough, it isn't that much to beat. I said, 35 cents out of 100? That, that's not that hard to beat. And then he goes, you know, he goes, Nobody cares about what we do because no one, very few people know how to do what we do. The, the house doesn't care because the house isn't really being hurt by us. He goes, do you ever feel sad? And I said, how do you mean? He goes, do you ever sit there at the blackjack table and just feel sad because of the hopelessness and stupidity around you? And I said, yeah, yeah, I do. I, 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 I get that a lot. Um, I, I said, I, I, I do feel that way a lot. I, I really do feel bad sometimes that people just have no clue what they're doing. And we talked a little bit more about a variety of things and I'm sure I'll see him again, but it just really struck me that here I'd met another, you know, two in a month, people just like me, one much older, one that I think is about the same age or just a little younger people who went on similar journeys, reach similar conclusions and get similar results. And, and that's, it, it's really gratifying to get that reinforcement to, to, to know I'm not alone out there. Sorry, I'm, I'm 
feeling that one a little bit. I started this podcast, and now we're going to get into the, the, the annual part of it and the review part of it. I started this podcast very much alone. In fact, in hindsight, even my wife and family didn't believe me. Um, they believed that I won, but they thought that I lost as much as I won just at different times. And so gradually I convinced my family through the documentation, and I got to know all of you. And I got to know my gambling coach and I got to know a group of other gamblers that also win. And it, it's, it's been the, it's been the best part of this in a lot of ways. It's been the best part uh, above and beyond the, the financial benefits uh, above and beyond everything else. Meeting all of you and, and meeting other successful gamblers has, has been a tremendously beneficial part of doing this podcast. So let's get to results. Let's get to results for the month first, and and then I'll give you a little bit of a summary for the year and some thoughts on on what the last year has been for uh, for me and Mrs. TRG and for this podcast and for our squad. And let's talk before, which I always do, and if you're a regular listener, I probably bore you to death with this part, and I'm sorry, I will try to move through it as quickly as possible. One of the core concepts is to try to win the month, not to table the machine or the day. And if we lose the month, we make it up with comps and gifts that exceed the small amount that we lost or spent. Because sometimes that happens. We've had a month or two here or there where, quite frankly, Mrs. TRG and I won money. We just spent more than we won. And we did that knowingly and we did that willingly. Uh, but that does happen occasionally. And we could cut those out if we only cared about winning. But we are looking for a casino lifestyle and we are looking to enjoy ourselves. So I do this review for my benefit. I do this review for all of your benefit so that you know the results of what I teach so you can decide if you should do it or not. And this is the part where I normally tell you I'm not bragging. I'm not boasting. I can't say that. I can't say that this time. I'm bragging. I'm going to brag a little bit. I'm going to boast a little bit. It was a damn good month and a damn good year. But I do this review so that I see the good and the bad so that I recall the people I met so that I know I did have a day where the Meta Martingale went all the way to tier three and I lost and I had to leave the building. And so I know all the other results, all of what I was given, all of what we received for free, all the value into our lives. I do this for that purpose. And as I said, I uh, I am going to brag just a little bit. So let's get to that. Let's get to the numbers. And once again, as I did for the month of April, the month of May is posted as a blog post on the website. All the numbers I have in the $1 a day scale. The if I earned a dollar a day, I'll come back to that in a second. All those numbers are there. They're available. You can look at them. You can ask questions about them. You can tear them apart any way that you would like. And if you find a mistake, you should let me know. The $1 a day scale. I try to earn a day's pay when I go to the casino. That's a very specific number. And that number exists because I often, pre-podcast, I would go to the casino locally on days when my customers did not need enough of my time for me to make the money that I want to make and provide for my family and all those other things that I need to do. So that's my number. That's my my number that I want to win and that I'm attacking the casino to win. And that's different for everybody. If you, whatever, what's a great job? Uh, what's a great entry-level job, right? If you deliver pizza, if you cook food at a fast food place, if you stock shelves at a grocery store, if, if you do any of those things, if you're an entry-level accountant, then you have a number. You have a what-you-get-paid-every-day number. If you're a freelancer like myself, you have an amount you'd like to earn on average every day. It doesn't matter. For some of you, your day's pay number is much lower than mine. 
And for some of you, your day's pay number is much higher than mine. But our common ground is we all know what we make in a day or would like to make in a day. And we can divide our results by that number and we can talk about things in day's pay amounts. And then it doesn't matter. Then nobody's going, oh, wow, you made this much? Or crap, dude, you went through all this and you only made that? If you can go to a casino regularly and make a day's pay like it's a job, that's a good thing, whatever your day's pay is. And if your day's pay is very small, you can collect your winnings until you have a bigger bankroll and then you can play for a bigger day's pay number. So how'd we do? We earned playing table games, primarily blackjack and craps, but we earned playing table games $31.76 on the if I earned a dollar a day scale. I gambled five days a week. That is 5, 10, 15, 20. That is roughly 20 attempts, 20 days. And in those 20 days, I earned almost 32 days pay. We played 118 blackjack tables and 26 craps tables. We had 62 winning blackjack tables and 56 losing blackjack tables. We've talked about this in the past. It's roughly a 50-50 split. I had just a few more winning tables than losing tables. The reason that the reason that that works is because if I have a losing table at tier one of the Meta Martingale, and then eventually I have a winning table at tier three of the Meta Martingale, I am winning so much more with that positive exit than I lost with the negative exit. We, we won money at 70, we won 73% of our money playing blackjack, we won 25% of our money playing craps, where we had 17 winning craps tables and 9 losing craps tables. It takes longer to win with TRG Wagering System 2 on the don't pass line at craps than it takes to win money at blackjack. It's just a longer process. It takes longer. I do it less often, but I will also say that often it feels like it's easier to win. Slot play using TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos. We lost, and this is another losing month. We lost $2.65 on the if I earned a dollar a day scale. I told you when I introduced TRG slot strategy El Numero Dos that we might get to a point three, four years out where we all looked back and laughed and said, oh, that didn't work as well as we thought it did. I don't think I'm at that point yet, but I acknowledge that we have had several losing months I will also acknowledge that craps tables often take the place of slot machines for me now as a, oh, let's just do one more thing because we won or whatever that might be. Um, And I'm also convinced that the free slot play that I get is larger now because there is slot play in my portfolio for the casinos to see. So it does somewhat balance itself out. We received $1.75 in free slot play. And we won 69 cents playing that free slot play using TRG slot strategy one. Unfortunately, and that's about right. That's close to half, not quite. I usually expect to win about half of what they give me. We've seen months where I've won the same or more than they gave me. But this month, pretty much what I would expect, they gave us almost two days pay in free slot play. And we won roughly half of what they gave us. Not bad. Unfortunately, not quite enough to offset what we lost with cash money. So we did take a small negative on the total slot portfolio uh, for what we did this month. Profit and loss from gambling. When we add all that up, paid slots, free slots, and table games, we end up with a profit and loss after expenses of 
$29.80. And our expenses for the month were $7.07, which is really kind of surprising given that we didn't really go anywhere. We took one little small trip at the end of the month um, to to the MGM property about two and a half hours west and north of our house, but we didn't really do that much. So that... Our expenses are what our expenses are. We ended up with a profit and loss after expenses of $22.72. A little better than a day's pay every visit after expenses. That's that's not too bad. As for the rest of it, we had comps equal to $7.02. We received $0.12 in match bets. We don't get much in match bets. A lot of places are going away from match bets and going toward free bets for whatever reason. We had $2.43 in free bets this month. Nice, 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 nice. uh, Two and a half days pay basically in free money to gamble with. That's not bad. I'll take that. And we had gifts equal to $1.56. And that number is off. That number is way off. And I'm going to tell you my theory as to why. I get the lion's share of my gifts from my local casinos, either the horse track with the slot parlor or the my local casino. That's where I get most of my free stuff and most of my gift cards and that kind of thing. And they, um, they, they cut way back in the month of May. Like everything that I, I, instead of getting the gift, I had to earn the gift with a ridiculous number of points that most people are never going to get in a day. So I had to earn the gift and my gift card got either cut in a th- by two-thirds or eliminated, depending on the property. My free bet and free slot play got cut by two-thirds. Everything got chopped in half. There's no real reason for that. I mean, in June or in uh, April, I was in those buildings regularly every week, multiple times a week, doing a lot of gambling. No reason for them based on activity, but I have a theory. And my theory is that they were celebrating, the the brand was celebrating its 10 years of being open in, in our community, in our city. And to celebrate that, every Saturday, they gave away huge amounts of cash, tens of thousands of dollars in cash, a couple hundred thousand dollars over the course of the month on Saturday night in cash giveaways. And almost everybody's promotions got cut drastically. So my theory, and I have no way of proving it, I can't see their books, but my theory is that they have a budget of X for promotions. And normally all of X goes into free play, free bets, free slot play, handbags, blenders, tools, gift cards, all that stuff. And they took most of that promotion money and instead gave it away as cash on on Saturday nights if you were there for the drawing. And if you were just a regular Monday through Friday person, you 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 got the short end of that promotion because things went way down. I've already received my promotional offers for June because those usually come in uh, the last week of the month. And I've already got my promotional offers for June and everything's back to what it was. So that's why I think our, our gifts were all, uh, off by a little bit. So roll it all together. Money won, money lost, slot play, expenses, comps, bets, gifts, the total value from gambling into our life for this month, if I earned a dollar a day, is $35.71. Tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. A 
big part of me wants to give you the dollar amount. A big part of me wants to give you the dollar amount. But I will say that just the cash money one is significantly more than Mrs. TRG makes as a school teacher and significantly more than I make as an IT consultant. It was a very, very good month. It was a binge continued. This binge started on March 11th and went through the rest of March and all of April and all of May. I went to the casino at least five days a week, every week, and I won a day's pay or more every visit except one. And that's very similar to the results that I got the month before that I got in April. And it's very similar to what happened from March 11th going forward. This is now about a 10-week binge of winning, 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 winning. And that's because I have been disciplined, I have been focused, and I fully deployed the entire casino combat arsenal. I had the bankroll right, I had the expenses right, I had things dialed in, I wasn't afraid to use the Meta Martingale, I had the bankroll set up so that I could Meta Martingale, and yeah, I got caught once. I did, I got caught once, and that's completely okay, because I ended up at tier three of the Meta Martingale like six times over the course of 20 plus casino trips, and one time it didn't deliver, and the rest of the times it delivered and delivered a tremendous profit. I'm very proud to get into a, a kind of a bigger picture look at things. I'm I'm very proud of what we've created as a group. I'm really very, very proud of what we've created as a, a squad. I think we all have reasons to be proud. Uh, I'm, I'm also just thrilled that over the course of two years, all of the things that I've talked about have borne themselves out. All the things that I talked about all the way back in the first few episodes has proven itself out now over 24 months. It's pretty, pretty, pretty amazing when you think about that. We started the, the year, we started the casino combat year in June of 2021, and we got beat up pretty bad. We, we, got, we got beat up really pretty bad. And we got beat up a little bit in July. We made a little bit of money in August, and I did take a look back at that. In August, we we took a lengthy vacation, and we we only won a little money on paper because this is profit and loss after expenses. And we took an anniversary trip, and we got a lot of comps, but we also spent money. If we were purely doing this for profit, we would have skipped the trip uh, we wouldn't have skipped the trip. We would, If we were purely doing this for money, we would have just gone somewhere that wasn't a casino and celebrated our anniversary like a lot of people do. We, we'd have gone to a, a nice resort somewhere or, or, or someplace we would really like, and we would have just spent time together, and it wouldn't have involved gambling. Since it involved gambling, the expenses of that trip are casino combat expenses, and August was a little small. And September was likewise very, very bad. I reflect back on that and I look at those and I think, yeah, those were still months where because of where my country was in terms of the pandemic, I was maybe doing a gambling trip once a week or taking Mrs. TRG, well, summer. So Mrs. TRG and I were going somewhere almost once a week and maybe I was doing a little bit of gambling locally one day of the week, but I was not in casinos and fully doing what I can do day in or day out, but rough, rocky, um, First four months of the casino combat year, we lost money, and we, we we lost at a pretty significant level. October, we just won a little. 
And then it took off. In November, nice win. December, decent win. An okay win. And once again, I remind everyone that uh, in December, we went to Biloxi and then came back to our home and had an excellent Christmas and then went to Las Vegas for New Year's Eve. And that means we spent more. We had, you know, we did some limousine riding. We did some jet flying. We did those TRG rambling gambler kind of things, and that involves spending some money. And how cool is that? You know, we're we're at a point in our lives where we like the fact that we can go to Biloxi on a charter jet, come back, have Christmas with with our children and our grandchildren and our family and our loved ones, and then when that's all wrapped up, then go spend New Year's Eve in Las Vegas. All comped. We like that a lot. And it's part of why we do all this, to live that lifestyle. January was great. Made a lot of money in January. Made a little bit of money in February. And then you know the rest. March kicked off. The binge started. Good March. Great April. Amazing May. And we'll see how long it continues. Every month is not going to be a cash-winning month. It's not going to happen. There are going to be some months with losses. At least I anticipate there will be months with losses. Maybe not. Maybe I'm so dialed in at this point that there will be no more cash-losing months where we have to make things up with comps and gifts. Maybe. Suppose it could happen. But I doubt it. I suspect we'll we'll see some more. And that's okay. In the first year of doing this podcast, we had one, two, three, four, five losing months. In the second year, we had three losing months. And that's cash losing months, not months where we didn't make up the loss with comps and gifts. Most of those months, we made up the loss with comps and gifts. That's the, the premise on which Casino Combat is based. Last year, first first fiscal year of Casino Combat, we had in days pay, we won 38 days pay total for the year. Good number. Number we're thrilled with, particularly when you look at all the rest of it, which I'm going to do in a minute. Cash money for the second fiscal year of Casino Combat, 62 days pay. Great number. Super happy with that number. All of this is in a blog post also on the website. If you go to casinocombat.com, spell combat with a K, of course, all of our results for both years are all laid out in day's pay numbers. So you can see everything month by month. You can see our monthly results, the good, the bad, and the ugly, the winning months, the losing months. I do want to talk about a little bit something I was talking about with Mrs. TRG. These numbers are all profit and loss after expenses. So when we have winning months, when we have winning years, there is money that was won that was spent on the lifestyle. That's why I do this. I do not do this purely for money. I have to make money doing it or I can't gamble as often as I would like, which means I can't live in hotel rooms as often as I would like. That means I can't eat free food in virtual VIP lounge. I can't eat free brunches on Sunday with my wife. I can't do all those things unless I'm very good at winning gambling blackjack Bakara, craps, slot machines. I have to win to be able to afford this lifestyle. But the winning also funds a portion of the lifestyle and then leaves a profit after expenses. So when we talk about cash money won after expenses, almost every month, certainly the vast majority of the months, we won the money we spent. Both years, we won the money we spent. There was more money won just some of it was used. It was used to fly us places. It was used in the case of last year. It was used to fly us to the bottom of the Grand Canyon for happy hour. It was used to pay for Mrs. TRG's visits to the spa. It was used to buy meals at steakhouses when we weren't getting comped. There is more money that was won here because these are profit and loss 
after expenses. The number that you're going to see in the blog post are profit and loss after expenses converted to a day's pay. We have other numbers that show us what our expenses were, and we have other numbers that show us the other value, right? So three pieces of value to doing casino combat. There's the cash, there's the money, cash one. There's the money one that went to expenses to enjoy the casino combat lifestyle, and there is value we were given. Hotel rooms, meals, show tickets, all of that, the blender, the handbag, the gift cards, that's all additional profits that are not on the spreadsheet that's posted. The spreadsheet that's posted is just cash. It is just profit and loss after expenses. But do not forget that if you're keeping accurate track of all of this, you have other silos of value. You also have the free bank accounts we're given that are imaginary that have the free tax-free imaginary money in them. That's not factored into this spreadsheet when you look at it. So in many ways, the cash money won is a fraction of the value received. The value received is probably two or three or four times the actual cash value number that you're going to see on the spreadsheet. So excellent. It's been a great year. I'm on a hell of a binge. We will see how long this binge continues. If I come back to you at the end of next month, if we start the third year with a negative number, we are all going to be smart enough people that we're going to go, yeah, but you won 38 days pay after expenses the first year. You won 62 days pay after expenses the second year. <coughs> it's okay that June was a losing month if that's what transpires. We will see. Time will tell. Please, tip your waitresses, tip your bartenders, tip your dealers. If you have a host, tip your host. I have spoken. Everything you heard here is true from a certain point of view. It's time for leaving, and I do hope you understand I was born a rambling man. Love it, hate it, it don't matter. Please share with your family and friends. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks for another great year. Thank you so much for, for listening. Thank you so much for the gift of your time that you've given me. I love and appreciate all of you, and I will talk to you again soon. TRG out.